1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. That's called being imitators of Christ. God wants those of us who are born-again believers to be imitators of Him, living our lives like Jesus Christ did. Since that's what God our Father's plan is for me and you, then being imitators of Christ is what some of us plan to do. We're going to do everything we can do to be the imitators of God that He wants us to do each and every one of us who are born again believers should purpose in our hearts to be the kind of believers that the Father wants us to be. That is, believers who do everything we can do to fulfill God's plan for you and me. Our goal and our plan should be to live our lives being imitators of God by being imitators of Christ. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here he comes. As white is a sheet of paper, something different. And questions begin to start running. Are you listening to me up here? <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are we supposed to end all questions in our life. We're supposed to live a life that ends all questions, and everybody know that we are of Christ. We keep reading. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse three says, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Which once again shows us we have something to do, because if everything was done by Christ and it didn't have to be done by me and you, why he lie to us and tell us to do something? Why did this man lie to us and tell us to do something? John, I thought you knew what you was talking about, but you don't know what you're talking about because it was already done. Everything was already done, because there's various levels of sanctification. There's a sanctification that occurs that we couldn't do nothing about, and that's the one that Jesus did something about. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for handling what we couldn't handle. But the second part is after you get in it's called experiential sanctification. First one was positional, second one was experiential. I know, it's all theologically deep, but I want to make it deep Praise God. One is what happened to you because of what he did for you what, what, because of what he did for you. The second one is what you should do as a result of what He did for you. And that's that you ought to straighten yourself out at that point. Are you listening to me up in here? If I buy your tail out of debt, don't go out and get back in debt tomorrow. Hallelujah. If I work all that extra poundage off of you, you don't celebrate by going and eating three cakes and some cheeseburgers and stuff, too. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You don't go reverse and do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. And he's saying, if I done purified you, then now you purify yourself and clean up yourself. Now that I've done that, because I started the process, you continue the process. Whosoever commit a sin, transgress also the law, the doctrine and preaching to God. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye, have, and, ye, and, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. Now, if, I, if something's taken away from me, I ain't supposed to have it. If something's taken away from me, I'm not supposed to have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're sitting there playing on your cell phone and I took it from you, praise God, you ain't got it to play with no more. Amen. And if your sin's been taken from you, how are you still playing with it? Whosoever abideth in him, sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither known him. This is the part we've been working on right here. He that have sinned, neither seen him nor known him. He's saying the reason why we still you're talking to the Christians here, reason why they still do what they do, and all of us and some of us do what we do, is because we neither seen him nor known him like we ought to. We didn't seen him. We found out that word seen means to stare at. We haven't stared at him like he's supposed to. Because the longer you look at somebody, the more you understand about that person. You get to see some things about that person like you've never seen before. Just like a lot of us haven't stared at God. That's why we have a surface level of God. But when you see God, stare at God, you'll find out ain't none of that true about it's okay what you do. Devil is a liar. That is not who my God is. God is holy. Praise God. He is a righteous God. Everything about him is righteous. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's not true. And he has a specific way that he wants us to live our lives too. That's why we need to stop and take a look at him, a long look at him, so we can learn him, which opens the door for us to know him. That's the one we've been working on right here. He said they didn't know him either. We found out that word know means know absolutely, which means know him inside and out, left side and right, upside and down. We don't know him absolutely. We kind of know God, but we don't know God. Because if we knew God, then we would change what we do. And we begin to conduct ourselves and take this awesome opportunity that he's given me and you to be sons of God, to live out the life that he has in store for me and you. The life God has for you is better than the one that you would live by yourself. The one that he has for you is greater than anything that you could ever manifest yourself. The life he has for you is far, far more rich and more wonderful and more joyful and more everything than anything you could ever imagine The Bible says, I have not seen, it have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Notice that love him. The words love love him means that they do what he says do. Praise God. Because he didn't say that he loved, he said they loved him. Praise God, which will do what he said do. Now he hooked it up for everybody, but everybody ain't going to get it. The ones that's going to get it is the ones that love him back. That's why he's been teaching us about love God back. Praise God. Because them the ones that's going to manifest for, because to love him is to obey him. God said, praise God, it, it, you, you can't even imagine the life I have in store for you, but I need you to know me. We found that we've been finding out that's what's so important about Jesus because he gives us the opportunity to know him. John chapter 17. My God, is good. I love this word. John chapter 17. Can you tell? Can you tell? Can you tell? I love it. John chapter 17. Jesus came to help the disciples know who the father is. So that they can know how to conduct themselves when they become His, so they know, know how to live their lives and do the things they're supposed to do, because it would be shown by them by the one who was the best at it. wasn't nobody else that could do it, but Jesus, and He was going to show us how to do it too. John chapter seventeen verse one says, "And these words spake Jesus, and lifted up His eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify Thy Son, that Thy Son also may glorify Thee." thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many of them that, 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 as thou hast given him. Look, he wants to give eternal life to us. And this is life eternal. That they might know him. That they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Notice, our, our, that eternal life is tied to our knowing him. To live the God kind of life that begins and never ends is based upon knowing him. Why? Because we are imitators of him. And so if we're going to live the life that, that, that comes from him, then we got to become imitators of him and line things up the way that he wants us to line it up so we can do it too. Just like we had to pray the prayer of salvation that was ordained for us by God to do what do, to receive the salvation that came for me and you. We couldn't get it any way we wanted to. He gave us how to do it. And as long as we walked that pathway and did what he told us to do, salvation is what was received by me and you. So it is with the rest of eternal life that God has in store for you. But it's going to be tied to your knowing him. It's tied to your knowing him. He said, verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gave me to do. Of course, the work that he's talking about is the fact that I've shown them who you are and caused them to know who you are. Because remember, this is pre-cross. He hadn't went to the cross yet, which this wasn't talking about all the redemptive work of Christ. This was talking about the training people in who the father is. And now, O father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men. This is how he did what he did. He manifested the name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. That's what he used to be able to do it was the word. So we found out that there's two things that he did in order to be able to cause them to know who the father is. This is important because there's two things we need to do in order to be able to know who the father is. First thing he told them was what his name was. That word name in the Greek is the word onoma, O-N-O-M-A, which means the authority and the character Authority and the character. Now, we're not going to get into authority right now about what you are authorized to be able to live and do. Let's get into the character. He showed him the character of the Father. The character is who he is all the time. And the Lord don't change. He is, it is who he, what he is about and what he does all the time. And he doesn't change. See, a character of a person is demonstrated not just by what they do in front of somebody, it's what they do all the time. Because that's their true character. Are you listening to me up in here? Because anybody can front when people are around. But what do you do when nobody's around? That shows your character right there. And see, always God is the same. And we are children of God, which means always we're supposed to be the same. Which means we don't just live that up in here, but we live it out there too. We don't just live it here on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 30, and Friday too. Let me throw Saturday in too. Praise God. Hallelujah. All of them. We do them all. Praise God. Are you listening to me up in here? That's when our character. He had to show us the character of the father. What is the father all about as a person? Who is he as a person? so that they can know how they're supposed to be as a person. Are you listening to me up in here? Once they become sons of God, too. And he showed them his word. The word is what he thinks about a matter, what he says about a matter, what he has to say about every matter. Why? Because God wants you to know what he thinks about a matter, what he says about a matter, so every matter. Why? So that when you become a son of God, you can represent him properly because you represent what he thinks about a matter. See, the problem is, is we was trained by a world that trained us how to think like they think. And so we think like they think. And the reason why we do is because we was trained to think that way. That's what you do. But now that we're in Christ, God said, I'm going to train you to think like God does. Why? Because we're imitators of him now. So you have to now get a chance to be able to learn a new way to do. That's why I love churches like this, word churches like this, because it began to break down the word for you and explain the word for you in such a way that you know exactly what to think and exactly what to do so that you can be successful at doing what God wants you to do and step into the eternal life that he has in store for you. you know, there's more life waiting on you. There's better life waiting on you. There's more stuff waiting on you, and it's just sitting right there waiting on you to line up and do what God said do. That's why I got to thank God for pastors like me. Praise God. If I, I got a pastor like me that'll teach you what you need to know so you can step into what God has in store for you. You can find out who God is, who Jesus is, who you are in him what he made available for you in your life, and how to get it working in your life. Because I can tell you everything that God's got for you, ha, he got a pine, a sky that'll, that'll buck your eye. I can tell you all that. Make it rhyme, rhyme and hum me too. Mm-hmm. I can do all that if I wanted to do, praise God. But at the same time, what good is it if you can't get what God has in store for you? That's why you need to know how to do it. What God said, do what do I do in order to step into this manifest life that He has in store for me? That's what's gonna make y'all so powerful. Because you're gonna know what to do. Everybody else is just talking about what would Jesus do? You're gonna be saying, I can answer that. I'll tell you exactly what Jesus would do. Why? Cause I do the same thing too. Ha. Is anybody hear me up in here? friends God. You don't want to just know what? What just say, what would Jesus do? What what, what would he do? He ain't wouldn't do what you're doing. You, you don't want that. Are you listening to me up here? So, so, so. He kept him in his name and kept him in his character. That's why we do that. We keep you in his name, keep you in his character so that you can be able to find out who you is and quit being that character that you were previously. Praise God. But let me show you the ultimate reason for why he did what it is that he did in relationship to what he did. We're over in John chapter 17. Praise God. I want you to drop down to verse 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Letters in red, this is still what Jesus said, which means I mean, ain't no lie. He's telling you straight truth. I mean, it's great truth. Verse 14. It says, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them. See, the world can't stand the word of God. Why? Because the world is backed up by Satan, who can't stand the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why one of the ways to tell whether your friends are true, whether they were really given by God to you, is just keep talking the word around them. Hallelujah. Because if they can't sit with you after they hear a lot of word, that ain't the one for you. And I'm talking about your boo too. Are you listening to them? I'm talking about your boo too. Before you get ready to put that ring on and say, I do, you want to hype up the word, hype up the praise, hype up what you do. Praise God. Because if boo, if boo start backing away from you, let them back the rest of the way up because that wasn't the boo for you. Hallelujah. And if you hook up with that boo, you're going to boo who later too praise God because that wasn't the one with you. Are you listening to me up in here? I got any G to be up in the house. And I'm the single folk. This is what I tell the single folk. I say, you know, Pastor, I don't know whether this is the one from God or not. I said, this is what you do. Take off running in the direction God has in store for you. Run as fast as you can. If they can keep up with you, that might be God. I ain't even guaranteeing it yet. I'm just saying it might be God. It might be God. Hallelujah. But if they be like, slow down. Stop praising God. Stop going to church so much. Stop. You ain't the one. You're already in motion. Just keep on running. Praise God and and let the distance occur. Hallelujah. Anywho. Verse 14. I have given them thy word and the world hated them. Why? Because they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Ain't that something? He left us in the world under the premise that we're going to be kept from evil as a result of that word and that, and that, and that character that we uh, assume for ourselves and begin to start living out. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. He was testifying about his disciples. They're not of the world. we in the world, but we ain't of the world. I said we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We go to the same restaurants that they might, but we don't drink what they do because we're in the world but we ain't of the world. We go to the same stores they might go to but we don't buy the stuff that they do because we're in the world but we ain't of the world. I'm teaching real good right here. Are you listening to me up in here? We ain't talking about that you got to go off to no colony, no Christian colony, no place, and live in caves and stuff like that. That's not what God's talking about. But he's talking about you supposed to be powerful enough to live in the midst of all this dumb stuff and it don't affect you because God's given a power that he walked in when he was on this earth so that you can walk in that same power too. Are you listening to me up in here? Jesus didn't run in no cold showers. It ain't in scripture. Jesus didn't run in no cold showers because he saw somebody fine wiggling their behind. Are you listening to me up here? He didn't run in no cold showers. He was strong enough to be able to handle all that. And not get involved in any of that. Just like we are supposed to be too. We just read. He said, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Ha! Thy word is truth. Yes, is. Set them apart. Cleanse them and set them apart. Notice this, verse 18. As thou hast given me, sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. That's talking about us specifically, because we the ones that believe on them through their words. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me. And I in thee, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one. Even as we are one. That they may be one. Even as we are one. That they can be one just like we want. I in them and thou in me. That they may be made perfect. In one. And that the world may know. That thou hast sent me. And has loved them. As thou hast loved me. Would you look at what the father has given us. The privilege to be. One with him. That's the reason why he kept them in the character of of uh, in the name of God, which is the character of God and the word of God so that they can become one in him. That's the reason why he taught them everything that he taught them day and night. When he taught them, as he was walking around with them day and night, is so that they could become one with him. Why? Because previously they were not one with the Father. They was not one with Jesus. They was like a ragtag group of misfits, just like we was. Praise God! Hallelujah! I said, just like we was. Come on, say Amen! I said, was past tense. Praise God! Hallelujah! But then he came and caught this little ragtag bits of you know group of crazy folk. Praise God! Lazy folk. Amen. Amen. You know, kind of like hazy folk. God, hey, He went and got all them folk and brought them together and began to teach them so that they could become one. They can be one. That's God's intention for me and you is to be one with him. That when they see him, they see me and you. When they see how we conduct ourselves, we conduct ourselves the same way too. Because they're one. They were one in name, aim, purpose, thought, and direction. Jesus didn't even need a course correction he was on point. He was doing exactly what the father wanted him to do, living the way he was supposed to. He said, the same way you sent me into the world is the same way I'm sending them into the world. How did he send them into the world? Knowing the word of God. I'm talking about Jesus, the one that became flesh. He knew the word of God. That's why you get these little snippets in scripture about Jesus studying the word of God and increasing in power and as well as favor too. praise God. That's why you see in stature and power and favor too. that's why you see snippets in the word of God. Whereas he was studying the word of God, finding himself at the temple in a young as a young man, asking questions of the learned men about the word of God. That's why you he heard that Why? because he was learning the word of God, studying the word of God till he could get to the point where he is one with God. See, you're trying to keep your kids out of church. That's why they won with the world. But when you want them one with God, you got to bring them where God is. You got to bring them where you know around His. Are you listening to me over here? But then, wait a minute. That means you might have to come too if you bring them. Hey, Amen. So let's leave that alone right now. Praise God. Let's just move. Listen, it's a twofer. Hey Amen. Hey Amen. You get a twofer. They get a chance to become one with God, and you do too. So that you'll be able to live this eternal life that God has in store for you because you'll never live it until you know who he is like he's supposed to. Know what he thinks. Know what he's about. Know what his character is. Know what his word has to say so that we can become one. That's his goal. See, the reason is so that we can be one with the Father just like Jesus was one with the Father. And the results of us being one with the Father just like Jesus was one with the Father is result number one. That the world may know that God really did send us. That the world can know that God really did send us. Because questions exist. Because you still too much like the world. I'm a you preacher. I ain't talking about you. I'm just saying you because it flows easy. Praise God. Amen. Questions exist. Are you really from God? I can't tell because you're just like me. That's what the world is saying to the people when they see. Are you really from God? And then how do I know that's true? Because when I look in my life, I look in yours and I see the same thing too. So I can't tell whether you're really from God. Because if you were from God, I said, holy God, there would be a separation between you and us. There will be something different about you and us. Are you listening to me up in here? Not necessarily naturally, but there'd be some kind of difference. That doesn't mean that you won't go through nothing. But many of the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. They won't be delivered, we'll be delivered. And Are you listening to me up in here? And they'll be like, when? How'd you get delivered? And then they'll ask of you about your God. You hear what I said? They'll ask you. That means you ain't got to run nobody down and try to push no Christianity at them. They'll run to you and try to get it from you. Because they found somebody that's really living this thing. Are you listening to me up in here? He said the reason number one is so that they can know that you really are from him. And that he really did send you. See that's that, that, we're, that, that we're not just a people talking stuff. But we're truly representatives of God who, who, who are the God of more than enough. We lit this thing out like we're supposed to. Reason number two, result number, result number two, excuse me, is that the world may know that God really loves them too. Because when they get to me and you, they're going to find out we ain't no special people as in we the only ones on earth can do this thing too. That I was just like you, walking just like you, doing what you did too. I was right where you were but a few weeks ago, praise God. I was there too. But God loved me enough to be able to share with me what's necessary so I don't have to get caught up in that no more. And you can do the same thing too. Your living it out shows another person that they can live it out. You're doing what God said do shows another person that they can do it too. Because when they first hear about it, because they don't know God. When they first hear about it, they'll be like, oh, see, can't nobody live like that. Can't nobody do that. No, nobody be able to do it. But then there'll be you. See, I love what God has planned for you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love what God has planned for you. Can I tell it to you? Can I tell it to you? I'm going to tell you anyway. I got the mic. Praise God. Hallelujah. It. And it's a manifestation of something that's real, real to me. See, I hate the devil. I don't know if y'all can tell it yet. I despise that sissy. I can't stand in the punk. I don't like him. And if I'm insulting your devil, I'm trying to because I don't like him. You honor him if you want to. I ain't honoring that chump no kind of a way. He's a stupid fool and I don't like him. And, I'm, and, and I, got, I got a vendetta against him. I'm going to tell you the truth. I got a vendetta against him. See, when I found out after giving years of my life to doing what I thought was right and found out years later that it was wrong and that wasn't what I was supposed to do, I got upset with the person that fooled me and tricked me. into you doing what I Well, that's all the way I have time for today. We trust that you're blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about God's desire for us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're seeing that that desire for us to be like God is real and should be our desire too, being more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. Now, I don't know about you, but I plan to be the imitators of Him that He wants all of us to be. I hope your decision is the same as the one that's made by me too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just call the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Passy Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We also invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be uniquely here Singles Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. that's done on the fourth Friday of every month where all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere. And have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until. Hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word Web in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.